Hey, this is Chris Lockwood, and you're listening to the Chris Lockwood Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm glad that you're here. And listen, I can't say this enough, so you'll probably hear this quite a bit from me, but thank you for choosing, choosing to spend a few moments with me each week. I am honored, and I know that you're busy, you have a lot going on, and there's plenty more in your life that takes priority over listening to me talk. But that being said, out of respect for you, if you will allow me, I will do my very best to bring you content that adds value to your life something of substance, something that will hopefully encourage you and empower you. And I don't want this to be a waste of your time. Time is too valuable. I know. You blink and an hour has disappeared. Then before you know it, the day, the week, the month, the year is gone. And you know, time really does seem to move quickly these days. Your parents were right about one thing. So protect it, treasure it, but know that time is going to be spent one way or another, either on your terms or on somebody else's. So There is no getting around that little nugget of truth. Take charge, take initiative, take action, live each moment intentionally. Okay, that's not the topic of today's podcast, but man, I think I will do one on time soon. Uh, I need to hear that myself on a daily basis, really. I mean, sometimes I just get so passive that I don't seem to know what I'm doing. And before you know it, my day has completely slipped through my fingers. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. And I find myself staring at the clock wondering, what did I do today? So again, live intentionally. Don't miss out on what could be an amazing day for you, filled with opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Okay, now moving on. Uh, The other day, I read a story about a young king many years ago, his father had been king and then passed away. So this boy was fairly young, and as he began his rule, he was approached by the people. And they said to him, Your father made our yoke heavy. Lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us, and we will serve you. So he tells them, Come back in three days. The king took counsel from the older men who had stood before his father when he was king, his father, and they suggested Be good to this people and please them and speak good words to them. Then they will be your servants forever. But he abandoned their counsel and took counsel with the young men who told him to say to the people, my little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. That's weird. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. As the story goes, the king calls the people together. He says, I will discipline you not with whips, but with scorpions. I do not know what that means, which is just a horrible visual if you think about it. And as you can imagine, the people turn on him, reject his authority, and even kill his appointed taskmaster over the forced labor. And the king flees for safety. When I read this, a couple of things jumped out at me that I think are worth noting and learning. First of all, with whom are you surrounding yourself? From who are you taking counsel? Whose advice do you heed? Is it wise counsel? Is it tested and proven to be worthy advice? Now know that this is not a lesson in that the old always trumps the young, because I know plenty of older folks that, though they might see things otherwise, don't deserve the time of day when it comes to heeding their counsel. And then I know people my age and even younger whose character, integrity, and insight are of such high standard that if I needed help in a matter, I would call them immediately at the drop of a hat. 
So no, this is more about the quality of people with which you surround yourself. In the case of the young king, he was given wise counsel, but he ignored that and listened to the foolish counsel of his young friends who were themselves fools. History proves time and time again that whether you're a king, a parent, a business owner, a manager, whatever, pridefulness never leads to good outcomes. At a quick glance, the king had two obvious problems. He was extremely arrogant, and in his pride, he was certain to listen to ill-given advice. You thought my dad was tough? I'll show you. So be wise, be careful, be intentional with the quality of persons you're surrounding yourself. There's an old quote that says, you are the sum of the five people with whom you spend the most time. So I ask you, what kind of people are you hanging with? With whom do you spend the most time? Do they inspire you, encourage you, or do they drag you down, pervert your judgment, hurt you? Are they accomplished, respected, honorable? Here's an easy litmus test. What quality person are you when you're around the core group, your core group? Now let me be clear on one thing. Sometimes God brings people into your life so that you can lift them up, so that you can be of help. We're all here to serve one another, and you can pretty much guarantee that there will be some off days here and there. Trust me, I know. But that doesn't mean we cut one another out if we're not living life up to par one day or another. How awful would that be? Sorry, buddy, you're not looking so hot today. Sorry, you're going to have to find another person to hang out with. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about are the people that are like a fungus to your emotional, psychological, or spiritual state, like a cancer almost. They just suck the life right out of you. So the first lesson, build a core group of people that lift you up, that inspire you, that push you to be better, that sharpen you, that challenge you. People that when you need good advice or sound wisdom, you know they have it. Surround yourself with those kinds of people. The second lesson is simple. Treat people with kindness. Your position, whether it be a humble one or an exalted one, it should always be carried out with humility. In the end, it didn't work out uh, all that great for the king. The people rebelled and he eventually fled for his life. Having disregard for others will always come back to haunt you. It may not be today or tomorrow, but it will happen sooner or later. So honor one another. Uh, We're not put here to dismantle one another or tear one another down, but to build one another up. Life is hard as it is, so why would you add to the problems? If you're looking for minor ways to improve your life's journey, just simply be kind, help people. That's a great way, if not the best way, to start making positive adjustments to your life. Look, maybe the king wasn't all that bad. I don't know. Maybe he assumed that the people just wanted a handout, and they caught him on a bad day, and maybe it just wasn't him being an arrogant dictator after all, or or maybe it was. But regardless, his choice of action wasn't the wise choice. Had the king handled his situation appropriately, he would have listened to his father's former team of counselors. Had he taken the time to recognize the good quality of his father's kingship, his solid legacy, and considered the fact that a great deal of it was directly related to the quality of people with which he surrounded himself. Because the reality is that leadership at home, in the office, wherever, is more about your team than it is about you and your position. Without people to lead, you're not a leader, just a wannabe. And wherever you're going, whatever you're trying to do, you need a great team around you. And this applies in all arenas of life, whether it just be friendships, family, leadership in businesses, 
uh, sports, you need a great team. And great leaders know this. And even great people, influential people, people that are successful, whether it be in entertainment or you name it, they know they need a great team around them. They look for people that are sharper, wiser, more experienced, uh, more intelligent, people that will help them go where they want to go. Leaders, yes, they hold the responsibility um, for what happens in the end. They paint the picture, they dream, they have the vision, but typically the great success stories are a testimony to the great team as a whole. Uh, And like I said, that applies in relationships, business, sports, academia. You go down the list, surround yourself with quality people. In the case of this king, there's no doubt that his story would have been way more appealing. He probably would have had a long, thriving, prosperous rule with people who potentially would have loved and respected him even to death. But instead, it's read now as a lesson in what not to do and how not to lead and how not to treat people. So what about your story? You're the sum of the five people with whom you spend the most time. So, get that core group in order and treat people with the same love and respect you so desire for yourself. Maybe one day we'll all be reading of your great success story. Have a great day. Peace.